BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. Okay, guys, it's time to pour it out. Welcome, everyone, to the special monthly episode, Pour It Out, where I am just listening to your voicemails and trying to give advice. Not that I'm an expert on anything. Literally, I'm not an expert on anything at all, but I think it's fun to just talk about what I would do in your situation. So, May God be with you guys. I am joined today, <laughs> but with uh, Low French is joining me today to help me answer some of you guys' questions. Welcome. Thanks for doing this, Low. Yep, of course. Anytime. Um, we, I was just going through everything. And so before we go into the questions that we chose, how's it going? How's, how's your day I going? mean, it's going great. Uh, I just saw Adele last weekend in Vegas. So I'm just winding down, you know, it's hard coming home. Oh, what's that like to have just like um, a single girls group trip to Vegas, just do whatever the fuck you want, go see Adele, get drunk, put on cute outfits, have no care in the world. What is that like? It's really, really fun. Do you remember way back when? <laughs> it is crazy because like I do remember and I don't at the same time. I think I only remember because my iPhone shows me photos, you know, featured photos that I should remember. And then I can scroll back sometimes and look at videos of things. But for the most part, I actually don't remember on my own what it's like to live life without the responsibility of other human beings. I think when you have a baby, you go through that weird baby fog that you're in right now. Mm -hmm. Where everything mm -hmm. else before it is just like foggy and like, what? Like, Different did life. that happen? Did, <laughs> did, did that happen? Did I live a, a life? Like, did we go on tour? That doesn't feel like that happened. So we went to Lala's show this past Tuesday, you and I. And when we yeah. were there, it was so weird because it like totally brought me back to tour, but it really does feel like a different life. And it, it was does. only a couple months ago. It was only a couple months ago. It feels like it never happened. And I was sober throughout it. So I should remember it very fucking clearly. I don't. I don't. It feels like it didn't happen. Well, today is my first day, um, like as um, a single mom, kind of. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because Bo's going on his trip. Bo left this morning to go on a trip to Austin to watch... Races, Formula One. Formula One. <laughs> and he comes back Sunday night. So that means today, tomorrow, and Sunday, I'm with the babies. At now, to be fair, I have my mom and my sister coming to stay with me. Right. So like this weekend, they'll be here. But this is the first time I'm, I'm, I'm like without my partner. How are you feeling you know, about it? I'm feeling a little nervous because I feel like as like helpful as my mom and my sister are, and I know will be, they don't know the baby's quirks. So mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm just going to have to have the baby like 24 seven the whole time and they'll have Hartford. Right. But I am looking forward to once I put the children down, I'm literally going to look at my mom and my sister and be like, you guys are on your own because <laughs> mama needs some alone time. No, you guys aren't sleeping in the same bed with me. You guys can sleep in the guest area. I was going to say, where are they sleeping? I'm hoping that that's the vibe. I'm hoping that neither of them are like, wait, but I'm going to sleep with you because I need some alone time. Right. Like I'm desperate for it. Like if I don't have it during the day at all, I'm going to need a little bit of it at night. I can't just go like three straight days or two days with just zero alone time. Like not even having alone time when I sleep. That's a scary thought, you know? See? You are in touch with your past life. You're th that's the same person. That's the same girl. Good point. It's just different context. 
Good point. Yeah. Like every time I used to have to room with another girl, like on a trip, oh, oh my God, like Vanderpump Rules cast trips, they'd put me with Kristen or, you know, any trip that I would go on, they'd just like, we'd have to like share rooms. That life is not the life for me. Like I, I should, I should I have been. going to say who's the worst person to room with, but you said it. Yeah. She, she was in the past. Who knows what she's like now? Like she right. must have, she could have gotten better. Um, but in the past, yeah, no, that was my, she was my least favorite person to room with. <laughs> I just feel like I should have been born wealthy, you know, like really wealthy so that I never had to share rooms with people. I'm just not cut out for it. Did you ever have to share a room with siblings growing up? I wanted to, like when my sister was born, I wanted to put I asked to put her in my room because I really liked to take care of my, my younger siblings, my brother Hunter, we're only two years apart. So like, I didn't really take care of him, but for Georgie and Nikolai, I, I, I asked to take, to take care of them. That was my, you know, I've always just been like mother vibes, you know? Yeah. You, you only want to share a room with someone if you can control them a little bit. That's actually completely accurate. <laughs> Cause when I'm thinking about it, you're right. I was never sharing a room with some a human being that I wasn't taking care of or controlling. Right. Even with so, Bo. <laughs> kidding, kidding. But like kidding, kind of everyone. but like kind of serious <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> okay. What are you, so what are you gonna say if one of them is like, oh, but I I thought I was gonna sleep with you. Let's give the people a script. Okay. So I've planned this. I'm I'm gonna tug on their heartstrings a little. I'm gonna be like, you guys Georgie, I know you were here last weekend, so you know this. I've already confided in you. I'm kind of struggling a little bit as a new mom of two, and I have a lot on my plate. And the fact that I'm I'm not going to get a break at all, and I don't have my husband here, I just feel like I need that little bit of alone time so that I don't go crazy. Like I, I just feel like you can't argue with that. Yeah, you really can't. They'll get you it. And I'm like, if you guys want to sleep with someone, you go sleep with Hartford. Fine. <laughs> You know, let her have a fun weekend like that. You can go sleep in Hartford's bed. But, yeah. but me, just let me just let me live my best alone life. Do you have activities planned for the days? No, absolutely oh. not. Okay. No, shoot. Should I have planned? I don't it know. All, it all you depends can... on, on how the baby is. Like, is the baby having an off day? Do I feel like putting in all the effort to like taking everyone out. Am I going to take Hartford to dance class tomorrow? I have no idea. I just, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to wake up and wing it and see how everyone's vibe is, how everyone's mood is. Check the energy, you know, the temperature of the house, the room, and and then go from there. (laughs) That works. I just think that if you book things, the time will go faster. I know. I agree. When you leave, when you leave the house, it makes things, it makes everything go faster and, and, and it's more fun and all that stuff. But leaving the house with both kids is so difficult. I've only done it a couple of times and it is, how how do people do this? How do, how how do people have multiple children? Where are the cars? Where are the cars with like people who have four kids? You do need a bigger car. I 100% need a bigger car. So if I'm going to go on any journey this weekend with my family, we're going to have to take two cars. Or can Georgie just sit in the middle seat, squished? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she can do that. That would suck, but... We did that last weekend going to the Grove. Yes, we could technically, we could do that again. It is... I need a bigger car. I need need a bigger car. I just can't believe that there are cars that fit like more than three children. Yeah. And they're not buses. Like, I feel like I should be seeing buses all throughout the city. No, because, it's like the SUVs that we take for Uber. And then how long does it take for the like the parents to get their kids in the car? It takes me so long to just get Hartford in the car. And then it takes me double the amount of that long time to get the baby in the car. That if you have four kids, oh my God. By the time you get in the car, you're like, journey's over. Let's get back out. So and so Timmy needs his nap now. We've taken too long to get in the car. I'm actually positive that that's probably happened to people who are listening to this. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like that is going to happen. I've done that with Hartford before, where there was such a fight to get her in the car that by the time we actually got her in the car seat, I'm like, this is so not worth it. Get out. <laughs> get out. We're going back inside. Did she We're get mad? Back. I feel like she was already in her tit, like her her tantrumy mood you know mm. so yes she was mad christmas day 
that was our vibe. We ended up making it through. We made it to Christmas dinner. But when I tell you, we almost did not. We almost, Bo's sister was in town. My sister was in town. Bo said to me, he's like, you go without, you take our sisters. You guys go to Christmas dinner. I'll stay home with Hartford. I'm like, that, that, no. First of all, we, it's paid for ahead of time. So no, (laughs) this is a, it's a set menu. We're starting our family tradition of going to this, what's it called? The May, May, is it the Mayborn? The Mayborn Hotel restaurant in Beverly Hills. Every Christmas, that's what I want to do. I really loved it. And we're not going to start it off like this. We're not going to let Hartford be the boss of us. Right. We're not going to let her win. (laughs) But it took forever. I mean, neighbors were coming outside and staring. And that's when I realized some of your neighbors are a little too nosy. Some of you guys need to, you need to get hobbies. You need to, you need to go back inside. All I remember is a really cute picture of you guys from that. So Instagram versus reality. (laughs) Because once she got there... She, she loved fine. it. She loved it. But no, it was the oh, it was the journey to get there. All right. All right. I, I wish you luck this weekend. Um, Thank you. I'm down the street, but only call me if there's an emergency. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> let's let's take the first question. Hey Stassi. Um, I need your advice. I'm actually hiding from my teenager in my bathroom. Um, I'm raising Stassi Vanderpump Rules season one, season two. She's 15. She's terrifying, but she's wonderful at the same time. So my question is, how do I handle this in the appropriate way to get her to Stassi, you know, future Stassi in a healthy manner? Um, I don't want to crush her spirit. But dear God, she is, she's, she's so scary. Um, and she's mean and she isn't always wrong, but she's cutthroat. So any advice, um, to a mom who is raising Stassi season one, season two, we will remain anonymous because she listens to her, I'm sure. Um, I would appreciate and congratulations on your beautiful baby boy. Um, it is so, wonderful watching you be a mom and a wife and obviously our family loves you very much um i just want to get her healthy healthy is the key um okay thank you wow i've never been asked i've never been asked that before (laughs) um first of all my condolences but also congratulations on just like giving birth to a rock star. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is the thing. Okay. I don't know if people know this about me or if I've talked about this enough, but I didn't turn into a monster until my twenties. I feel like, um, when I grew up, I, I feel like, yes, I was, you know, my friends called me bossy Stasi. I was I was, I was, I've always been controlling. Okay. I've always liked bossing people around, whatever, but like that I was, I don't think I was ever mean. And in high school, I definitely wasn't mean. I, I had a small group of friends kept to myself, um, and was kind of a bit of a nerd, like a musical theater nerd. And I actually always loved being around my parents. So like even during high school, I was never the type of kid that was embarrassed of them. And so I was never, mean to them. It wasn't until I got into my 20s that I just turned demony. What I w- what did that do? Like why? I don't know. Was it's it your like, chin? I'm, the chin just gave me the confidence to d- demon all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that I you know what I I, I feel like it I don't think I know what it is. So many life experiences hardened me hardened me in my early 20s, my late teens, early 20s, you know, after high school, during college. I just experienced, I, I feel like I was in a bubble before and I was protected and and which is weird because one of the some of the advice that I wanted to give this mom is to give your kid as much independence as you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. because my parents were like that with me. And because I was, they gave me so much independence and there weren't that many rules. Like I didn't feel the need to 
go out and break the rules. I didn't feel the need to be an asshole. I didn't have to, there was nothing for me to rebel and be a jerk about because I was treated like an equal. I was treated like an adult. I I was treated with respect. So I didn't feel like a little kid. So I just loved being around my parents and I was so nice to them. It just like, wasn't, it really wasn't until college where I just had shitty experiences, which we all do. We all have shitty life experiences that, that kind of shape us. It makes us not trust people. It makes us testy. It makes us moody. It makes us, you know, just a kind of a different person. I wonder how that would be to have a Stasi as a, a, a scary Stasi as a 15 year old. I'm thinking Hartford's going to be that way. Oh no. I'm also wondering like a little bit of specifics because she kept saying healthy. I'm like, what right. Is, what is that? I don't know quite what that means, but it sounds maybe like she just she's been. Te- maybe it's like she doesn't need medication yet. Maybe that's what she means by healthy. She needs a good outlet. She needs a good <laughs> ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm convinced actually that Hartford is is going to be this way because she's already showing. She already kind of is this way, and I blame her. She's very strong-willed. She also has a Scorpio moon. So do I. And that just explains our emotions, our, our crazy kind of emotions. I don't know. I think that when you have a kid like that, you kind of just have to... It, it hurts to give them the independence because you're scared of what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But that's almost the only way. I look back at some of my early 20s when I was a mean psychopath. And I do think to myself, how did my parents go to sleep at night knowing that I was across the country? Like my dad was in still lives in New Orleans or knowing I was so far away doing my own thing, just hoping I would survive. Yeah. Like the thought of Hartford going away to live somewhere else and me having to just go through my day and like go to bed at night, hoping that she's going to survive every day. I couldn't, she's going to live at home forever. (laughs) It's got to be so weird. Like you just raised these kids for 18 years and then you're like, okay, hopefully I did a good job. I know. I just don't know how I'm going to handle that. I'm no. How would you handle Hartford? Do you think if she was 15 or 16, like this lady's daughter and just like the same way, like so strong willed and like you couldn't do, but this, it sounds like she maybe hasn't done that yet. So it's like, how do you flip it? If they're already, you got to just like, let her be like, even when Hartford's kind of mean to me, I'm just like, okay. I'm going to leave you in your, I'm going to leave you in your room right now. Do what you want. Like play, play, play alone if you want. Like that's fine. And I walk away from it and I just give her the, the freedom and the independence to kind of just be her, feel whatever she's feeling. And then she moves past it. And I think it's going to, if Hartford's like this at 15, it's going to be the same thing. I just have to, there's no, I'm not going to be a punisher. I like don't really actually believe in punishing. But when I have this conversation a lot, because he's like, I just wish I could punish her. I wish I could like put her in a timeout. I wish I could like whatever. I wish she was old enough to understand punishment. And like, I just, I'm not a, which you would think I would be. You would. I would think you would be a very creative punisher. You would think so. But I'm just, I just don't feel like you really teach anyone a lesson by punishing yeah. them like haven't we haven't we talked about this like I never got grounded when I was younger me either I, I got like spoken to you know like we had a discussion about it kind of yeah thing. I wasn't punished I, in that way I think that if I was grounded that just would have like really pissed me off and made me more of like a bitter angry teen so it's you kind of have to just like let your kid be uh, again you guys I'm not a, an authority on this shit. I have no idea what it's going to be like. But yeah, I'm just not, I'm not really into punishing that much. I'm into manipulating. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Take you that advice. Them, you, you manipulate them into getting past it. Right. And she will get past it, hopefully. She's, yep. I feel like those, those years are so angsty and hard as a girl, yeah. especially like, hopefully it's just a face. Yeah, I know. But I'm there with you, girl. I feel you. I've talked about Liquid IV for years, upon years, upon years, because I am the loyalist fan of Liquid IV. Um, In case you are new here, Liquid IV, um, it's a hydration multiplier, okay? So it hydrates you two times faster than drinking water alone, all right? So it's a little pack of goodness that you just put in your water. And so it's essentially like drinking 
two bottles of water, okay? They have three times the electrolytes than leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for your everyday wellness and hydration. Think about all the times you need to stay hydrated. Like, I mean, you don't need to be just like a workouty person, you know, an athlete in order to like need hydration. We all need it all day long. Um, if you're hungover, if you don't want to be hungover, um, I don't know, you just like went on a hot girl walk or you're going out of town or you're on a plane. Oh my gosh liquid IV. I always bring on a plane. I always have one in my toiletry bag to go on trips. I always have them in my purse. You never know when you're going to need it to feel more hydrated because when you're not hydrated, you get headaches. And now, okay, they have sugar-free flavors. I found this out while I was pregnant and I was like, holy shit, because I've always been a passion fruit girly, but now my go-to is the sugar-free white peach. I quite literally drink one liquid IV every night before bed. And when I wake up in the morning after I've had like whatever caffeine drink I've had, I start drinking liquid IV again. That's how much I love it. So grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Stasi at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Stasi at liquidiv.com. I have been really open over the years about the fact that I have sensitive skin. Okay. I have psoriasis. I have rosacea. I don't try that many new products that often because I feel like I'm so scared that it's going to irritate my skin. Um, But now I'm a second time mom and my skin is doing all sorts of weird things. And I've been wanting to switch up my routine. And I've heard so much about Dime Beauty. So I normally don't try a new product unless I've heard a lot about it. Like I'm talking multiple people telling me that they use it and how great it is. Otherwise, like I'm not going to waste my time. Um, So I'm about to go on a Dime Beauty journey. Okay. So Dime Beauty, let me tell you what it is. It is a clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. That is what everybody has been telling me. Um, Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. Okay. So when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient so you can use their products daily with confidence. Like, you know everything that is going in to their products. So this is what I am getting, okay? I'm doing the work system, okay? It has a gentle cleanser, a super skin toner, then two serums for like a glow and one with a hyaluronic acid that locks in moisture. And then we have the moisturizers. So if you want to try out a new skincare routine that everyone is raving about. I mean, they have over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars, five stars, okay? Then you should come on this journey with me. So if you haven't checked out Dime, where have you been? And right now we have free shipping on orders over $50 and 100% satisfaction guarantee on every product. So love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco dot com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. All right. Next question. <laughs> Hello, Queen Stassi. Um, so I recently got married to my husband and we've been together since we were literally kids. We've been together almost a decade and our plan has been that we were going to wait like three to five years after getting married to start having children. But I am so, like, I'm literally having baby fever. I'm surrounded by really cute babies. And I really want to have my own cute baby. And our DNA would mix, and it would be the most perfect fucking child I've ever seen in my life. So should we pause our goals of, like, living short-term internationally in Europe to start producing children? Or should we stick to our plan? of like waiting three to five years. What do you think? Do you like your timeline for kids? Tell me, I love you and Bo. Okay, I love you, bye. I could not feel more passionately about a question (laughs) than I do right now. I fucking love my kids. I fucking love being a mom. It is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. However, I did everything I wanted to do. I've traveled all over the place. I've led an exciting life and I was ready for that. If there are things that you and your husband want to do, especially 
if it's living in Europe for an extended <laughs> period of time, however long you go and do those things before mm-hmm. you have kids, you live out those dreams that you have for yourselves. Oh my God. Like once you have kids, there is, I mean, yes, you can be that family that like picks up and, and moves to Europe. Bo and I fantasize about that all the time. Like what that would be like to have a home there and like split time. But once you have kids, you can barely go to dinner. <laughs> like you barely have time to see your friends. Like you, you life is so different. It's, it's, it's not better or it's better in a, in a way that only you only know when you have kids, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what it's like to have kids, no, you go do your thing. You go live your life. Go to all the fucking places that you want to go. Stick to your plan. Stick to your plan. I don't know how old you are. I don't I don't think she said how old she was. I don't think so either. That would be the only thing that would make me change my mind is that like if she was getting to be an age where, well, her, it really but sucks if, that if they have trust, it's like the worst thing ever. It's like really it's so not fair that if, women have to do that, go through this and be like, well, now we're of a certain age. Like it's it's truly unfair. If she and her husband have a plan already that has the cushion, I'm guessing they're in their 20s. That's like, what I'm thinking too. I'm guessing she has time and that that's not really a factor. It seems like the factor is more like all of her friends are probably having kids and like she's seeing she's getting the baby feeder, fever like socially. Yeah. Uh, and I get that. Babies are cute as shit. Babies cute. are cute as shit. But you know what? Not when you want to go live in Europe. You know, not when you want to go and do things, get all the things that you want to do out of the way before you have kids. Kids will be there. Babies will be there. You can wait. You know what won't always be there? All the things that you want to do when your kids aren't around. Mm -hmm. So 100% hold off, hold off. I feel like I'm scaring people into having kids. Like, no, it's my fucking greatest joy. It's the, my proudest, like I, I fucking, I live for my children. But um, I also had a lot of fun before I had kids. So you, I feel you, like that's, I don't regret. So like, I don't like look at other people and be like, I wish I could do those things because I did those things before. Right. I you mean, I have, I have nothing to add. I don't have any kids. I enjoy being able to go do what I, what I want to do. And then going and visiting my friends who have kids. Mm-hmm. loving on them and bringing them presents and everything and then coming home and then, and then coming home yeah and then Sitting on like, the couch. You know, and then tapping out and going and doing whatever the fuck it is you want to do yeah <laughs> i also think that like it will happen when it's right for you and your husband like what if you move to europe and get pregnant there or like you know what i mean like you don't necessarily have to force it just because you feel like baby fever yes correct correct but you know i i was a bit of a planner too and i'm just like you kind of want to plan as much as you possibly can because it changes your life completely. Go have fun in Europe. (laughs) All right. Next question. So I'm having trouble deciding if I need to move on from this guy or not. Um, We met about a year ago and things kind of went back and forth and he got back with his ex-girlfriend. We didn't talk for a while but now he's back in my life and it should be noted that we do not live in the same city or even the same state. So that has already made things just a little bit difficult, but we reconnected recently and we've been talking here and there. And then when it's time for me to be like, okay, well, when are we going to see each other? He just goes. And I just, I just can't tell if he really wants to see me or not. And so it makes me want to just run pretty much, but I don't know. We've been texting and being flirty and sending things that aren't very appropriate. So sometimes I feel like he really does want me, but other times I'm just like, I don't know if he wanted to, he would make an effort to see me. So I guess I don't know where I'm at with this situation right now. And I could use a little bit of advice. Thanks, Dossie. Love you so much. Okay, two main things. First of all, file this under if he wanted to, he would. 100%. That's it. But we'll, but, but two, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But two, okay, I'm thinking that this is an epidemic. There's something going on that I've been noticing with my single friends, okay? And that is, it's like the texting dude 
epidemic. Like so many of my single friends who are amazing catches, like you, I would think like, I I don't understand why this is happening. They will be in like this, they'll meet and then they'll start texting. They could go on a date. They might even hook up. They might even go on a few dates. They start this texting relationship where they are communicating all day long as if they are in a relationship. They're like being, I'm not saying like fully sexting, but you know, it's like, you know, romantic shit and things like that. They're filling that void. They're acting like they're dating. And this goes on for so long. And then all of the sudden, like they just don't ever ask them out again. Like these guys don't ask them out again, or they go out of town. And when they get back, they never ask them out again. Like that's one, that's a very specific one. I've noticed that my friends, they'll meet a guy and then he's like, oh, I'm going out of town. Like literally right after the first date all the time. They're always just like, after guys love to go out of town after a first date, right. they leave town and then we'll text my friend for like the two weeks that they're out of town as if they're in a relationship. Then he gets back into, and then talks about the future about how he can't wait to see her and specific things that they're going to do together and all that. Seems like they're making plans. But then when he gets back in town, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they just, there's, there's a thing happening where guys have gotten so used, maybe since COVID, maybe since like, you know, everyone got used to living alone and being alone and not seeing people that they just, all guys need now is a textual relationship. Like it's Possible. weird. It's weird. It's like everyone got used to just being alone. And mm-hmm. so now people just want a texting partner, just someone to make them feel like they're not alone, but only via text. It's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. And it's a mind fuck. Has that been happening to you? I don't even know how to describe my dating life because I just give up way too often. I think I'm on this algorithm on TikTok that I highly relate to. And I don't know if I'm just like, you know, pumping up my own ego, but it's like, I feel like as women, we have become just like so intelligent and self-sufficient and independent that it takes like a real guy to even like have any kind of role. So like I'll start texting somebody from like a dating app and it fizzles so fast because these guys are so dumb. Like they just don't, I don't even know. It's like, they can't even grab your attention. And then you're like, okay, well I'm talking to this guy. So I might as well like go out with him and like give him the benefit of the doubt. Worst date ever or boring or stupid, or, you know, it's just not, it's not exciting. It's not what it once was. And I feel like instead of guys stepping up in general, like men across the board, they're just kind of like, eh, whatever. And I can see it in studies. Like there are more women who are like not getting married now. And I feel like it's because of like that general trend. No, you're not alone. Like this is literally what I hear from all of my single friends. It's crazy scary out there. Like everyone is just like a letdown. Yeah. And it's like, I enjoy my own company more than mm-hmm. like trying mm-hmm. to find, like trying to search through all these dudes. It's like, no, I would rather like go to Vegas with my friends, hang out yeah. with you and your family. Like, you know, like have fun myself. And like, if a guy comes in and can fit into that, great. Yeah. But I'm not going to go and like act a certain way, like dumb enough to his standard to like want him to like me. Totally. And not just the whole with it, with this person specifically. It's not just the fact that like, if he wanted to, he would, which if he wanted to see you, he would. He like would. that's, that's literally it. That's yeah. that, that really answers every relationship question. I feel like honestly, but besides that, the fact that it, you guys don't live in, even live in the same state, which yeah. that's rough. That's hard. It, like if you're in a somewhat of a long distance relationship, you have to be so committed to each other and seeing each other. Like you have to constantly be making plans like so that you know when the next time it is that you're seeing each other. So you have something to look forward to and you don't start going crazy. And the fact that it was so off and on and he went back with his ex-girlfriend in between, like that, this is messy. This, this whole thing is messy. If you were to get back, let's just say, he all of a sudden decided to start, start trying hard and he saw and he made an effort to come see you. You still got the fact that you don't live in the same state and you're always going to be wondering about this ex-girlfriend that's like coming in and out of his life. And like, no one wants to deal with that shit. That's what I was going to say. He's given you no reason to like trust him. 
to, yeah. to try to pursue something like that. And every time you've said like, Hey, when can we hang out? He ghosts like big yeah. red flag. 100%. Yeah. No, cut that. Cut Sorry, that. Sorry, girl. After everything I just said, I hope there are better guys around you. <laughs> it's like such a hypocrite, but that guy doesn't seem to be trying hard enough for you. Agreed. I am someone who prioritizes sleep a lot. Okay. It's very important to me, which is why having a newborn is like really difficult on my mental and emotional health right now. But that is neither here nor there. One of the things I learned from actually having kids is that I actually do need help with sleep and a sound machine truly helps with that. But let me introduce you to a new type of sound machine because it's not just a sound machine. Okay. The Hatch Restore 2. Okay. Think about it as your bedside sleep guide. Okay. Because it's an all-in-one dream machine that is a sound machine. It's a light and alarm clock, and it's beautifully designed for your bedside table. So you're essentially, when you use the Hatch Restore 2, you're like training yourself to have healthy sleep habits like for the rest of your life, because the hatch teaches your body when it's time to sleep and when it's time to rise with light and cue sounds. So instead of like setting alarms and like having like that jarring sound, like you can sleep deeply with like white, pink or brown noise and other sleep sounds, whatever, inspired by nature, whatever it is you like. And then you'll wake gently with a sunrise alarm clock. And so it supports your natural circadian rhythm. It's just so helpful. And if you're somebody like me that prioritizes sleep, but doesn't always, um, get it, uh, I highly recommend trying the Hatch Restore 2. And right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of a Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co slash Stasi. Sleep deeply and wake gently with the Restore 2. Go to hatch.co slash Stasi to get $20 off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash Stasi. I realized just now as I was doing this that every single bedroom in our house now has a hatch going on at the same time. Cool. <laughs> it's no secret that um, I had to get rid of my closet room. Okay. Which means that I had to get rid of a lot of the clothes that I had. And I'm dealing with way less space when it comes to my wardrobe, which means I had to rethink my whole wardrobe. I've always been, you know, into a timeless vibe, but I really had to look at my pieces and be like, okay, like, are these, is this well-made? Is this timeless? Am I going to keep this for a really long time? And I actually started shopping months ago at Quince because now I'm only looking for pieces that I can have for a really long time, okay? Quince creates timeless classics. Never go out of style when you have timeless classics and you can keep them in your closet forever, okay? So I'm talking about like Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, like suede and leather jackets, silk blouses, dresses. I even bought myself, I wear it literally every day, a diamond ring. It's like a gold croissant a diamond ring with diamonds in in the croissant. Um, I wear it on my middle finger every single day. And I just like can't believe that Quince offers such high quality, timeless pieces for not that much. And the way that they're able to do this is because they partner directly with top factories, okay? So Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I mean, seriously, like nothing to complain about. Um, take the drama out of planning an outfit and upgrade your closet with Quince today. Go to quince.com slash Stassi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash Stassi and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Stassi. All right. Hi, Stassi. I've been a big fan for a long time. Dracara's bitches. Please ignore my five-month-old baby in the background crying. I am a new mom of two under two, which I know you can understand. Congratulations. So my predicament is a little interesting. My mother-in-law is, how can I put this nicely, um, intrusive and controlling. She wants me forcefully to make her daughter, my husband's sister, the godmother 
to my daughter, my five-month-old daughter. Um, just for some context, my sister-in-law comes once a year, if that, to see the kids, uh, does not FaceTime, does not call, does not um, make the effort to see the kids unless my mother-in-law makes that effort. Um, so I told her that my older sister, who is always involved, would be the uh, godmother. So that caused quite a bit of an, uh, uh, an interaction. So I just need some help. Please help me. I need to get my mother-in-law off my back and get her to understand that I just can't. I just can't. Love you. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay. A few things. First of all, first and foremost, I'm a huge fan of boundaries. I'm a huge fan of establishing them, even if it bothers other people, even if it bothers the people that are closest to me. I don't give a shit. I'm a boundary setter upper. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you need to get better at that because this is your baby. This is literally your baby. No one else is allowed to have, they're allowed to have their opinions and feelings, but no one is allowed to have a say in what you're going to do with your baby besides you and that baby's dad, your husband or whomever. Like, I don't like, it blows my mind that anyone else would think that they have the right to have a say, that they have a right to make that decision. Like, this is your child and who you want to like it, it's actually like it, people out there exist like this that don't understand that this isn't their baby like, yeah I, I i like truly don't understand that it's like you know what it's like when my mom texts me and she's like can i please facetime my grandchildren right now as if it's like they're her grandchildren like she, instead of just saying can i facetime the kids right now she's like can i facetime my grandchildren to like to 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 show some like authority or ownership over them. And I'm like, well, now I'm not going to respond to you for like a good few hours because you said my grandchildren, we could have just said, can I talk to the kids? Right. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like, they're my children. They're mine. I make the decisions. So right. This person makes the decisions. I don't know how you like, I wonder what this guy, what this woman's husband is saying. Cause that's is what I wonder too. Yeah. Like, I wish that she had left and a little bit more info. And like, is he, it sounds like he's allowing these conversations to continue happening. Well, you know, because I kind of feel like if it's his mom, which it is, because she said mother-in-law, mm -hmm. it's kind of his responsibility to mm -hmm. be like, mom, this it is a baby. Like, it's it not absolutely is. So why isn't he stepping in? Or do you think he's like afraid of his mom? So he's like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. That's a really good point. I feel like there there needs to be a major conversation with your husband and about and and a conversation about establishing boundaries outside of your immediate family that you've created for yourself. And honestly, like I, I just like it blows my mind that like someone thinks that they could they could make that decision on mm -hmm. whose godparent or is for somebody else's kid. But does the daughter in law even want it? <laughs> Like good question. She might not even want it. It sounds like she doesn't. She's like, I don't know that I want that responsibility. Like, she, I feel bad for her right now in this situation. She might not even care. And then she's being dragged into this because of her freaking mom. Um, your older sister sounds like the obvious wonderful choice. Twice. You want to have somebody that is in your kid's life as much as possible. And again, this is your decision. It's your freaking kid. I can't believe that was a fight or an argument. Like, I can't believe things got weird. I think sometimes in our parents' generation, there's like these traditions, like unspoken, whether they're like cultural or like in your family traditions. And maybe the mom just like has it in her head. Like, oh, my other child is going to obviously be, obviously be the godmother for this baby. But it's like, we don't live like that anymore. Parents get to choose. You know, uh -huh. like there's a lot of like traditions that I feel like boomers have that we have to break. I also think, you know, I, I do hear that when you have a, a son, it's so like, how do I explain this properly? It's like when Har if Hartford decides to have a family, I will probably be closer to that family that she has than I will be if my son decides to have a family. Right. Because you typically, I guess... I, I guess this is what I hear. All right. Is that like you're typically closer. The, the mother is closer with their 
I'm like, how, why am I not being able to word this correctly? I don't know, but I hear what you're saying because the woman is the one who's actually giving birth to it's, children. Yes, the woman is giving birth. This it's She's doing most of the work. So her if she wants to have Christmases with her family or whatever, she kind of like makes those decisions on who you see. And she wants her family around because she's having to do most of the work. Right. So maybe this mom of this son just feels like she's being pushed out a little bit because it sounds like you're, you know, this woman's closer with her family, which is like kind of like what happens. That was so messy of me. But there's also like a thing with mother-in-laws. I feel like a lot of my friends, they have a weird relationship with their mother-in-law because they like, obviously like that's their little boy, you know, do you think you're going to be a crazy mother-in-law? I really hope not because I, my examples of, of, of mothers and mothers-in-laws, like they're not great. Like my mom isn't a weirdo about my brother and Isa is such a great mother-in-law to me. And I mean, she's the one who preaches about, you know, not preaches, but like teaches about right. like establishing boundaries and how to, you know what I mean? Lucky that, you got a therapist mother-in-law. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like I've never had an example of someone who meddled, you know, so I really don't, hopefully like, hopefully that won't be, oh my God. What if Messer brings home this girl and you're just like, what? What if I just like become one of those like crazy, like boy mom women who just like think their son can do no wrong and just like, oh no. I think it's possible. I think that I need to like have all my listeners and friends and family be able to hold me accountable. Like if they ever sense that I'm acting that way, please feel free to call me out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Best of luck with this one. Talk to your hubby and establish some boundaries. Good luck. Yeah. So I've just recently discovered that Armra colostrum is all the rage, which is just so crazy that I'm discovering this like as I just gave birth and was providing colostrum for another human being. Um, This is the new thing to stay healthy, you guys, which it kind of makes sense, okay? Because colostrum is the first nutrition we receive in life, okay? It's like the first thing and it contains all the essential nutrients our bodies need in order to thrive. Like they talk about how like that's the most important thing right when you have a baby. So I am getting in on the Armra colostrum action, okay? Because I want to be doing all the healthy things, okay? After you have a baby, you just like want to get your life together. You want to be healthy, improve all the things. You know what I'm saying? Let me talk about what this, what Armra colostrum does, okay? It reactivates hair growth and glowing skin. So it reduces inflammation, puffiness, all that stuff. It fortifies gut health and ignites the metabolism. So it combats bloating. You feel lighter. I mean, Oh, to feel lighter. You know what I'm saying? Especially after you have a baby and it fuels fitness performance and recovery. So you can harness the strength, mobility and recovery support utilized by elite athletes. So colostrum, Armour colostrum, you guys, that is the new health thing. We've worked out a special offer for my audience. So receive 15% off your first order when you go to tryarmra.com slash Stassi or enter Stassi to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Stassi. Hey, Stassi. Um, My name is Gigi. I'm 23 years old. I'm from California. Um, A West Side girl, I see you. Um, Anyways, I was just curious if you had any advice about, um, like, being comfortable, um, like, in a single season of life. Um, All I feel like I notice is, like, couples, happiness marriage, love, and I'm just like over here (laughs) and jealous. Um, I was just curious if you had any advice um, for someone my age. I've never really dated either. So it's like, what the hell? Like all my friends have always had boyfriends um, and I've always been the single one and always felt left out of that. So I'm just curious if you have any advice for someone feeling um, this way, um, still in college, you know, like still finding themselves, like finding their path in life. Um, Also love you. Thank you for what you do. Been following for quite a while. Um, Anyways, 
Do you hear this? I'm sorry about all the awkwardness. Slightly tipsy. Um, anyways, <laughs> have a good day, and I love you so much. Bye. <laughs> She's cute. What was She's her really name? Cute. Gigi. Gigi. Oh, cute. Okay. Gigi, you're 23. I know, oh my girl. Gosh. But the thing is, is that I remember when I was 23, season one, <laughs> fucking Vanderpump Rules, and I thought that I was ready and wanted all of the things. Oh my God. Could you imagine <laughs> what if I ended is? up with Jax or Frank or so? Oh my God. Like I, holy shit. So funny. Why? I'm curious though. Why do you think you were so confident at that point that you were like ready and this is it? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Like I knew I always wanted to be a mom. So I think that, and my mom, it was a young mom. So like, I wanted to be the young, cool mom, you know? And so I always just figured that I would have kids young. So then that meant like, okay, well then you like get in a relationship and get serious young. So I thought that I was ready for that, but holy shit. I, oh my God. Could you imagine if I had been right, re- if I had like committed to one of the people that I was dating when I was 23, got married, had a kid. You would already be divorced. 100% I would already be divorced. <laughs> like that. I, it just, you don't know what you want at 23. And so Gigi, you see all of your friends and you see all of these people around you in these relationships. And I get it. Like there have been lots of seasons in my life, like where I felt like the same way you know, and, and I would watch everyone within their relationships, but they don't know what they want either. (laughs) And they, the thing is, is that no one at that age is aware of the fact that they don't know what they want. You think that you do, but you don't, you change so much in your twenties, you change so much in your thirties. Like, like, honestly, I feel like I'm a different person every week. Like things are always shifting that I, I mean, it's easier said than done to talk about, like, just really enjoy being with yourself. But like, you know, I preach about this a lot where I say like to, to all the single people who are like, I just want to find a relationship. Like, oh my God, I get it. And you can want to find a relationship, but if you are just like constantly kind of depressed or, or anxious about the fact that you're not in a relationship, then you're missing all of like the great single moments that you're missing the fact that you have the freedom to do whatever you want, decorate your apartment or room or whatever, the way that you want to decorate it, live your life. However you want there's, you don't have to answer to anyone. You don't have responsibilities. Like it's the world is your oyster when you're single. So like don't settle down until you absolutely know yourself and know what you want. Amen. Oh I don't know. God. It's like, I don't know if I have anything to add. I echo all of those things. And I think just finding the joy. And you talked about uh, this with Jay Shetty, actually, like finding the joy in solitude. Mm-hmm. Like the things that you said, like decorating your apartment, how you want, or like you can go out and do things by yourself. Like it's possible and it's enjoyable. You can go see a movie. You can go to a restaurant that you like. Like you don't always have to be with people. And when you enjoy being with yourself, you will like learn more about yourself and then that will help you eventually find someone. I also agree. And I also think you should practice romanticizing your life. Make the little things you do throughout the day just extra special. Like, do you like having coffee in the morning? Like, make it fancy, you know, like make it feel special. Just like have fresh flowers, light candles. Like I can't, when I wake up in the morning, I go and get my baby and I light a candle. Like, like those two things happen kind of at the same time. Sometimes if Messer's crying, I even go and light the candle first. Like, I'm not joking. <laughs> I like it because it's one of those things that it like starts the day right for me. Like, I know that like, it just like will calm me down. It makes me feel, maybe it's just a tick or like an OCD thing. I don't know. But it just, it's like a little version of romanticizing my life. Like I do my makeup. I put on an outfit. I try and make everything I do feel special. And I I learned to do that when I was single and living alone. Like I remember even getting like ordering off of Etsy. Okay. A little um, vintage like glass and gold 
like container to put my Splenda in because I wanted to romanticize taking the sugar out, the Splenda out with a little like vintage spoon and using that in my iced tea every morning. Like I didn't want to just open up a fucking Splenda packet. Right. I wanted everything to feel special. Now that I I have a husband and kids, it's a Splenda packet. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, do you make him use the little spoon? No, it's like, I don't, I don't have the time to romanticize my life as much as I would like to. Right. You know, so while you're single, romanticize your life as much as possible. And if anyone comes for me for using Splenda, fuck off. Okay. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) If it's so bad for you, why is it still available? I mean, you You could say that about a lot of food. I guess that's a good point. I just feel like Splenda tastes good in my really? tea. Yeah. I also like the taste of like diet drinks more than full sugar. So exactly. Diet, diet Coke. Coke. Yeah. Like I, I just like the chemical taste more than than the sugary taste. Yeah. The so, aspartame. So yummy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, you're 23 and be thankful that you're not... <laughs> that you don't think that you're ready to settle down with someone who you should not be settling down with at 23. Right. Also try not to put pressure on yourself because there's way more people who are in your shoes than the other way around. Even though you feel like you're surrounded, there's way more people who are like in the same exact spot as you. They're just not talking about it. Yeah. 100%. And I know the holidays are coming up. So then it's going to feel like extra like, oh, I wish I had someone. But you know what else is fun during the holidays? Having your girlfriends over, making spiked eggnog, decorating a tree, watching Christmas movies, doing all those things with your friends, doing all those things alone. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget, actually, <laughs> during one of my single single seasons, as Gigi calls it. Um, It was Christmas time. And I had like my family members all of a sudden like calling and checking in on me. They're like, hey, are you okay? I was having the best night at home. This was like before Instagram. Okay. Okay. So I must, I think I must have told my mom or my dad or someone. I'm like, yeah, I'm decorating my tree by myself. I made eggnog. I'm watching like Home Alone or something like that. And all of a sudden everyone was checking on me and they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? So when some mom or someone just said that like, you're alone decorating your tree. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm having like a really, really good time. You guys are being a fucking buzzkill. Like, what's <laughs> wrong with being alone? Being nothing. alone is fun. Absolutely nothing is wrong with it. It is fun. Now you're making me want to go watch Christmas movies. I can't wait for Christmas. I think also like, I know I'm a Halloween girly through and through, Mm -hmm. but because I'm not going all out this year and I'm not having a Halloween party because I'm just too overwhelmed with with the newborn and and life right now to like do something like that. I'm just ready for it to be Christmas. Yeah. Same. I I could just let Halloween go every single year. It's not my, it's not my holiday. I'm sorry. Oh, that sucks so bad. Like I'm so annoyed because yesterday was Hartford's, um, they had like a pumpkin patch day at school, but we couldn't. I was actually like looking forward to it. Yeah. It was early in the morning. I was just going to bring Messer and like wear him on me and have him have his morning nap on me. And we were going to go walk and see the pumpkin patch at her school. And she was sick and I was so bummed out. And I realized that we haven't really been able to do any of the normal Halloween things. I haven't been able, Bo and I normally go to haunted houses at night. We go to Halloween horror nights. We do all the things, but because of the new baby, Halloween has just not been a thing. And it's so sad. You could go to the pumpkin patch this weekend. Well, I can't because I have to wait for Bo. That would be so mean. (laughs) That would be so mean to do without him. Okay. That would be so cruel. Um, No, I think we're going to keep her home from school one day next week. Whatever the coolest day is, whatever the day that feels like fall the most is. Oh, yeah, That's you were day. looking up the weather. That's right. And there, and it said that there was going to be a day that was 65 degrees and then that yeah. quickly changed. That What the fuck? Oh. We were punked. That's lame. I, I, I checked back. No. I mean, it's, not, like it's not even getting close to 65. 80-something degrees outside right now in California and I'm not here for it. So. No, it's it's disgusting. That's also why I just like, I'm not into like this Halloween shit right now. It's like, it's still hot outside. I have all my pumpkin candles lit, and but I'm sweating my ass off. It's just... It is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to Christmas. Gigi, I hope you decorate your apartment yeah. room or something like really cute for Christmas. Truly. <laughs> Thank you for calling, Gigi. 
Alrighty. So that was the last question. That was the last question. You got so many great ones. Like people really came through. Let's save those for the next month's podcast episode. And you guys, if you want to call in and be featured, um, the number is 844-666-SUWS. Those are really excellent questions. Yeah, hopefully it helped. Seriously. Hopefully it inspired some people to romanticize their lives, to set up boundaries, you know, enjoy your single life. And if he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to, he would. Also move to Europe before you have kids. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.